Welcome to Davy's Dating Den for your hot dating tips. Sure, your date wants to hear all about you, but occasionally try pausing in conversation and letting them say something. You'll be amazed at what you learn, and your mouth is free for some good, good food boys. Yes, come to see you. Great start. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 188 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Kate Hammer. I'm Simon Peltier. And we have a special guest joining us in studio today. He's one of our Patreon supporters, longtime <gasps> friend of the show, and co-producer very recently of Learn Real Good, a live yeah. comedy show that combines improv with TED Talk style lectures from very Ooh. cool special guests. Hey, Gabe. Hey, Tom. Thank you for having me here. Of course. Gabe Chanisky. Oh, boy. I butchered that. <laughs> <laughs> what what were happened there in- just now <laughs> to my, you? My mouth was just like, how about we just don't put that R in there? Were there any letters in what you just said? Gabe. It was kind of cute. It was like Toynitsky. <laughs> you had it. You had it three quarters of the way. Gabe yeah. chair, that sounded good. Then the yeah. Itsky was derailed, I'm afraid. It was a bit of a mess, mm. yeah. I'm sorry. I it's just found out day. you were the uh, co-producer of Learn Real Good today from Ashley's Facebook. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I was really flattered uh, to be approached for the opportunity. It's a really great show. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you know, I'm co-producing it. but uh, <laughs> No bias there at yeah. all. No scientific bias. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can trust you because you are co-producing it. So your job is to pitch it to us, you know, so I'm not feeling like it. I don't know, coming from you? you know? Gabe, does it secretly suck? You can tell us. Well, here's the thing. Uh, suck is a subjective term, so we encourage all people to come watch the show so that they can but subjectively... It's universally negative. Yeah. Never say, hey, Simon, you you suck. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, no, one, but, no one thinks it's a good thing to so say. So I do. I agree with subjective, but it, I think it's the, one of those things that it is universally on the negative yes. end of scale. But, but the, the, the criteria for that varies from person to person, you know? Some, sure. One person might think something sucks, and someone else might think yeah. that Radio Lab's a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Boosh! Uh, I uh, Radio Lab heavy intro today. <laughs> That's a hot take after hot take there, Tom. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Hot take after hot I'm take. I'm gonna write a angry letter. <laughs> oh yeah. Me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna be the one. You guys bash Radio Lab too much. They are doing a lot of important things. <laughs> and, They're doing things. And sure we're do- we're doing, you know things yeah yeah i was having a conversation with someone today actually about like the sort of like because my issue with radio lab is just that i don't really like to listen to it i don't like to listen to things (laughs) that sound that like produced but i still think they're making great content yeah i just love the way you phrase that like my issue is that i just don't like listening to it which is like the only thing to do to a podcast (laughs) like you can't do anything else i think actually you can echo the sentiment that I like the discussion in Radio Lab, but I hate when they say, oh, now we're going to talk about doorbells, and they play like a one-minute soundbite of doorbells ringing. 
<laughs> right. Well, that's it, right? It's the whole production. Is this a real thing. example? Is this something that I, this actually, I don't remember? I've listened to a lot of Radio Lab, but I don't yeah. remember that particular one. I'm pretty sure they covered an episode in Doorbells. It's within <laughs> possibility. I yeah. believe that. That's it, right? It's yeah. it's that production style that's like very much a style that people choose, yeah. where everything has to have like really like aesthetic sound effects and and sound production and mixing. Mm. And like for me. I like shows where they play you the intro music and then people chat and then maybe you get mm-hmm. some like interstitial music, but like where it's, it's not, it doesn't feel like you're like being taken on a journey. Yeah. Like I just started, li- well, okay. I started listening. I've listened to one episode of this American life mm-hmm. and that was very, but the only reason I listened to this American life, uh, which had that, like all of a sudden music break, uh, right. that wasn't even a full song, but too long to just be a, an intro to something else, right. uh, was because I was listening to Joe Firestone's comedy album mm-hmm. and she's so amazing and, uh, alternative and she had Will but uh, Will Butler, yes, the brother, not the lead singer of Arcade Fire, but his brother who's also mm. in Arcade What's Fire. What's the name of the lead singer of Arcade Fire? Um, That's Will. No, Butler. it's Will. Crap. What's his brother's name? Jim. Jim. Butler. No. <laughs> for this for this purpose, it is Jim Butler. <laughs> uh, Jeeves. Um, Jeeves. Yeah, Jeeves Butler. Butler. <laughs> and he sat in the back doing crazy music, but they were making fun. And like, yeah, right. Joe Firestone was like, yeah, let's make it like This American Life. And I was like. <laughs> I gotta find out what that is. <laughs> I think then I'll get the joke more. Yeah, that's how invested I am into getting Joe Firestone's jokes fully. Right. <laughs> spending two hours listening to one episode of This American Life. So did did you get it more? Did it succeed? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. A hundred percent more. Hundred percent more genuine laughs after that joke. Nice for that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I learned about uh, bird feathers. So very cool. Oh, there you yeah. go. There's always things to learn about. Yeah. There's I've, always things to learn about. Which is kind of the point of Gabe's show, right? That's right. Yeah, that's a good segue or I suppose boomerang back into the initial topic. Um, yeah, so Learn Real Good is uh, has we, been described as has been described as the genetic splice of a TED Talk and a comedy show hmm. in which we invite two people from uh, various fields. We have people who come on board and have given talks about... Um, time management or uh, medical journalism or their experience working as a lawyer and they give you know like a like a short talk and what follows is that a group of all-star improvisers get on stage and they do a sort of a 20-minute comedy set of fully improvised scenes inspired by the talk Mm. yeah i'm a big fan i've i've loved learn real good since the first one it's exciting that uh are we allowed to say who's on next week? We are, eh? Uh, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we have a Facebook actually page, so if anyone's interested, you just search uh, Learn Real Good on social media and you yeah. shall find it. Yeah, and, and it's exciting that uh, next week they've got Julian McKenzie, who's our director of programming, oh. and longtime friend of the show. How did I miss that? I read Ashley's <laughs> post today. But here's the thing. I started reading it and I saw Gabe Trinitsky. Skipped first paragraph, went down to Gabe Trinitsky and read from there. And I didn't. That's probably what it was. So that was a genuine surprise. For, good. Hey, Julian. Congrats to Julian. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's going to be fun. Nice. Yeah, I know. It's great. Um, we also have uh, an old coworker of mine, a uh, grad student uh, at McGill, Matthew Lundy, to talk about cataclysmic variables, which is what happens when two stars get really old and collapse into one another. Wow. Oh. Huh. Huh. Like Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito. Very nice. <laughs> yes. 
that is. I had is, a really big fear when I was about 10 of, I don't know how I found out about black holes, but um, from from when I learned that once you go inside, you can never come back out, I was like, well, that's going to happen to the whole world. <laughs> and what am I going to do? Because I, I think it was like a kid's show. It was like, no light escapes a black hole. And they showed like a flashlight being bounced back in. And I was like, how will we live without light? And like, I didn't realize that we'd all just die. Yeah. I feel like like things like black holes and, and quicksand are really less of a problem. I was just thinking of quicksand. Yeah. <laughs> I, like as a kid, You're I was like, really, this is going to be so I really much of thought my life. I would encounter it yeah. like on a daily basis. And, would have to, and I was like, okay, I need to learn how to survive quicksand. And even then, like the quicksand, I think I've come across, I think I've come across quicksand. I did used to talk like this when I was a kid. Um, We're all having that problem today. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I did come across quicksand once uh, in my life, and it was, but it wasn't like a real quicksand. You know, it was just like I walked across it. My dad was like, "Hey, careful! It's quicksand." And now thinking about it, it might have been a lie, but <laughs> no, but it was, he was like literally like, Hey, just stay away from that because like, but it was like not, it was, it was like not actual. Was, Sometimes no in like the jungles that it's mm-hmm. actually quick acting, but it was right. very like, and I was like, Oh, Hey, it's yeah. wet sand. So he was, was it, like, no, was your respond, there. was your response to him saying that's quicksand? Did you say not quick enough? <laughs> <laughs> So you had been holding on to that for yep. at least 30 seconds. A full minute, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, dear. Yeah. Simon had that one locked and loaded. Uh, yeah, I just really wanted to plug it in somewhere. I did, and now, and now I can keep going. Yeah, it's just fine that, okay, but you mentioned about black holes is something that, to me, the more I learned about them, they only get scarier. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like. Don't tell us anymore, please. No, you're, you no. look like you're about to say I so many things. I think you absolutely should tell us more about oh, it. I'm Gabe so has scared. a master's in astrophysics, so he probably knows some so scary much. shit. No, it's because generally, you know. How much time have we got? Uh, Just give it to us, Doc. <laughs> I mean, the sun's probably going to turn into a red giant and cook us alive before First, we get swallowed yeah. by a black hole. Mm. Okay, good. So I can stop being scared of black holes. <laughs> yeah, no, like you'll be like crispy, burnt to a nice crisp before you're like sucked in without any escape whatsoever. So oh. you'll, probably also, die of, be, you'll probably die of natural causes first. I was just going to yeah. say, I mm-hmm. will definitely be dead by then. It's well, going to be in at least 150 years, right? Uh, 150, give or take, uh, billions, yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. Plus or minus billions. Yeah. And then before Great. the sun turns into a red giant, we'll all have uh, polluted the world too much to even make it habitable. Mm. So don't worry about outer space because we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good. Don't be scared of black holes. Be scared of holes Each other. in the ozone layer. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you did Should it. we? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got no transition for today, guys. I got nothing. I just recorded another podcast literally minutes oh. before this one. Uh, actually, Gabe got here like <laughs> while I was reading the outro for that show. So I'm uh, a sleepy boy today. Aww. So let's let's take it over to the cash corner, shall we? Cash corner. Welcome to the cash corner. <laughs> the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Gabe gives us money. Gabe, do you regret giving us money? 
I have no regrets. See? You won't have any regrets either. One thing you might not know about the Up for Discussion crew is that we love food. Is that mm-hmm. true? We're all food. We I, like, we like food. I think it's very big. Pre- I think they must know this about us by now. That's probably true. Yeah. We love cooking it, eating it, and shopping for it without having to think too hard about whether or not we have to get no-name brand cheese. Do you want to help us get that good, expensive cheese? Mm-hmm. Pledge to support us today on Patreon to help us put yummy food in our hungry tummies. <laughs> you can pledge anywhere from the price of one apple to a whole leg of lamb. Whatever works for you. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, and Will. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least five dollars a month, if you give at least if you give us at least five dollars a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. I just have to say, guys, I'm very distracted. I want cheese really bad right now. <laughs> That's it. You just want cheese. I want like halloumi. Oh, you know? yeah. halloumi. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like that. Uh, what is it called? Like like the buffo, the like Italian one that's like really like liquid. It comes in a oh, bowl because yeah. it's liquidy, but there's like, man, and you just dip your bread. Oh, Isn't buffo a clown? Probably. Oh no, that's no, Buffon. Buffon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Do you guys mind. know that one? Mozzarella di bufala. That yeah. one. Yeah. Di bufala. Yeah. yeah. Oh, buffalo mozzarella. That yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Another way to say it yeah. is is that one. Yeah, some so, nice Italian cheese. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of cheese, what <laughs> food do you love but are too damn lazy to prepare or eat because it is too much work? And that question comes from Thomas. <laughs> yes. I was about to say, don't claim that good question for yourself. You didn't come up with that. I, Thomas I'm did. notorious for not coming up with any good questions. <laughs> thank you, Thomas. So, yeah, thank that, you. That is us. our featured question for the day. Good, because actually I spent most of today... Mm-hmm. baking a Ooh. gluten-free vegan pumpkin pie because I'm going to a potluck afterwards. Ooh. Is it a vegan potluck? Or was this just like a way of making sure that everyone can have some? No, well, it's not a vegan specific, but on the potluck they said a lot of people coming were vegan, so, nice. and I can't eat wheat. So it was like, right. so it became, but I like made the crust from scratch and I made the pot, like cut the pumpkin in half, scooped it out, roasted it, blended it. Like I did everything today. Nice. And I'm so behind on so many life and school things, but, but. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to make this pie and just like, it's been so long since I've baked because if it's just, you know, for me or even, you know, I just can't justify the mm. amount of time mm. and dishes yeah. Yeah. that like baking something so nice uh, it makes. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like, you know, if you're going to justify the time, I think it's wholesome to take the time to do something for the purposes of a potluck. You know, if you're going to yeah, bring something yeah, and people are yeah. going to be happy to when share, you arrive. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. No, I mean, it, it's that thing that we always come back to where like it is easier to do stuff for other people than to do it for ourselves. For right? sure. But also 100%. like you're bringing it for, a, you know, a connection because yeah. I don't know about you, but when I eat pie, I grab a slice and I look someone in the eye and I don't blink and I eat the whole thing in one bite. Is there another way to eat pie? It's the only way to eat it's pie. It's the only way to eat pie. And then, yeah. uh, and then I, we, we say nothing to each other. And we walk away, but I know I've made a connection. You yeah. have to make pie contact. Pie contact. <laughs> okay, so you laugh at pie contact, but you don't. <laughs> God, it was in I'm, the moment. I am sensing it was in a the bias. Moment. And also, I guess I spend a lot of time setting up my puns. Yes. So you know they're coming. So by the time they get there, yeah. there's no more surprise. 
man. I have a pun face coming up, and then you're like, you know, people are like, oh, it's his pun face. What's your up. pun face look like? See, Tom's puns are like a no-bake cake. They're already made just like that. But yours are made in the oven, so you already know what's going to come out of the oven. Mm. So it's like, oh, I already knew it was a cake. Like, it's good, but I already knew it was in the oven. Tom's like, bam. Yeah, there's you know? no surprise. Yeah, someone has to stick a Tom. knife into Simon's puns and yeah. take it out and make yeah. sure they don't stick first. Thomas yeah. is like, cake batter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that. I just threw an egg at a wall yeah. and see if it happens. I don't know what happens. <laughs> All that, all of us just looked away and went. I think it would just break. <laughs> <laughs> I think the egg I was like, would I don't just... think eggs work the same way the pasta do. I don't no. think that's how that, that works. Pasta but... do. <laughs> that's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've Wait. never tried it. I've never tried throwing like a hard. How many egg. more times is Gabe gonna say that's a hot take? Because <laughs> it better be three more. I'm just hoping to turn that into a sound bite. Is that is that what you say when you grab a cake out of the oven? You go, ah, that's a hot take. But I love how it's not like, you know, it's not exactly like one of those radio, like, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. Yeah, it's just an acknowledgement. It's a fact, yeah. You know what, everybody? That was a a hot take. Not even. That was too much emotion. Yeah, let's get a... I'm just too much of an actor. Let's get a clean take of Gabe saying that's a hot take one more time. That's a hot take. How you were recording yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flattered. But I feel like that wasn't honest enough because when you put me on the spot, like when you said the thing you said about eggs and pasta, when I say that's a hot take, I feel like that's a hot take. But when I'm put on the spot to say it, it's like... Gabe, I don't want to freak you out right now. <laughs> but the last 15 minutes have been recorded. So all the hot takes you said genuinely, we have them ready to go. Kate, that's a hot take. Hey! <laughs> you only oh, have two left because... <laughs> That's also the minimum is also the maximum. Yeah. So right. <laughs> it's a set amount. If you fail to reach the exact amount of hot takes in this episode, you will be fired immediately it's from a, whatever. It's I'll a flat fired. rate. It's a flat rate of hot takes. Um. So hmm. coming back to Thomas's question. Yeah, Thomas. He's asking us, "What's a food we love, but we're too damned lazy to prepare ourselves?" Well, I've I've talked about this on the podcast before, where it's it's very difficult for me to cook for myself, and it's very mm-hmm. related to what we just said. We're like cooking for other people. Like I had friends over for dinner, like back in May, and I just decided I wanted to make pulled pork. Mm-hmm. I've never made pulled pork before in my entire life, but I was like, "Let's do it! I'm gonna make pulled pork." And I went to a butcher, <laughs> I got some pork, and I did it, and it was delicious and amazing. Mm-hmm. And I loved it, but it's like, it's not something I would normally do for myself, but I've been getting into it a little bit, you know, and I've been kind of trying to just think, what's something, what's a food that I like? Hmm. What's something that I would go and buy somewhere? And then how can I make that at home? And yours is just all meat? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, burgers, steak, shawarma. Ooh, you made so, shawarma? That would I, be great. I'm, uh, I mean, I, I have what I need, but I haven't done it yet. Wait, 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 wait. You have what you need to make a shawarma. Like Do a you spinny have thing? The, you got the spit? No, it's like, like, a, like an oven shawarma. Oh, fuck that. No. That's not real shawarma. That's a I, pita. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, but that's as close as I can get. That's a souvlaki at best. Uh, it's a different mix of spices. You I, looked yeah. at me like... I would know anything about this, but I, it's be- strictly between you two right now. Yeah, I feel like a silence fell in the room as everyone tried to remember what souvlaki is. <laughs> well, like a souvlaki is it's just like, like Greek, or yeah, but it's like roasted meat usually. Like it's not, or like it's I don't know. Like I feel like it's not 
It's not on a spit, at least. It's like skewers. Again, Tom, uh, you're skewer- looking at me skewers as if I should pipe in as a <laughs> voice of authority here. It's I just think you've been standing up for yeah. me in this I, battle against Simon <laughs> so far. I don't know. Kate, I think we're just trying to look at everybody in the room so that we we make sure that we're talking to everybody. I think you're projecting. I'm taking it very personally. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm you're, very vulnerable you're, today. You're, I made a pie for like five hours and I did mm. no homework. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot. Point is... I've, what I've been working on has been uh, to create positive experiences of me cooking at home mm-hmm. where rather than like trying to, to find a recipe that meets a bunch of like criteria that I that are kind of arbitrary, like it has to be super cheap, but also nutritious and also mm-hmm. all like just be like, what's the thing that I like making? Right. And then find an easy way to make that and then go, OK, let's try this. And then I do it and it's great. And then yeah. I have that one in the bank. And right. then, uh, yeah, same thing, like try to find. Like I, I made like a Greek salad the other day because I just had a bunch of leftover vegetables and I just looked up what's well, Greek seasoning and then oh it's these mixes and then I mix it all Oregano. together and I was like great. <laughs> <laughs> I knew one thing and I was like I need to say it. There's regular, there's thyme, there's uh, other things, salt, Love. pepper, balsamic, yeah. feta. Hmm. Yeah, but notice how like yeah all the th- or the things that you and I have said so far are like for reasons of for other people because mm-hmm. otherwise you can't just be like I'm gonna make myself pulled pork right. it seems mm. gratuitous I but if you're having even that, somebody which I think yeah. is awesome yeah. for people to spend that time on cooking but again mm. like yeah with so many other things on the go unless it's to like I love having people over and like but I also I don't like following recipes mm. um, so it's like I tend to st- stick with simple like roasted vegetables which is pretty hard to mess up yeah. and chicken and well right. which I don't really cook meat but then I have a friend come over and who does that and other people bring lasagna mm. and it's just like a nice like um yeah. yeah, I like big, simple yeah. meals. Yeah, there is something nice about like finding something. I, I find with most of the foods that I end up craving, they end up being deceptively simple. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 a couple weeks ago, I really wanted lamb. And I was like, oh, it'd be really nice to make some nice lamb. And I got some lamb chops from the grocery store because they were on sale, which was great. Very nice. convenient timing. And I just did like a like an oven roasted lamb kind of situation where I actually fucked up the recipe about <laughs> halfway through and realized like, oh, crap, I'm doing this wrong. And so I had to kind of improvise. And it turned out great. Like the mm. lamb like fell off the bone. All mm. the veggies I roasted with it were delicious. It was like like soaked in wine. It was, it was everything you want from like a roasted meat nice. dish. Nice. And like... And it was like less than 15 bucks for all the ingredients. That's so nice. great. And I had leftovers and it was really good. It feels so fancy. Yeah. I think it's nice to like get you out of, you know, your uh, uh, normal patterns. <laughs> Kate, stop doing the hand movement. <laughs> the hand movement that none of our yeah. listeners can see. How about you? Well, actually, um, what you mentioned, Tom, makes me think of the fact that sometimes, you know, we think that something we haven't made before is tough simply because we have no concept of making it. Yeah. Right. And it just kind of takes, yeah, like pushing yourself, making that leap to just buy the ingredients. I think it's the first step. Just like mm. tell yourself, yeah. this day I'm going to buy lamb. So go and buy that lamb meat so you know mm. it's in your fridge. You yeah. know you got to cook it. Right. Yeah, that's a big thing is like buying something and saying, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, yeah. but I don't want it to go bad. Or and following the sales. Like I had a friend yeah. who like we did a one big run to Maxi to get like, you know, and we, we got a taxi back. So because otherwise yeah, it doesn't run. No. You got yeah. a Maxi taxi. Yeah. And um, I liked it. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Tom. I didn't hear it. And I thought you said Axie taxi. And I, anyway, um, and she was like, there's duck on sale. So I'm, she bought all this duck and then, yeah. And then she slowly, you know, made risotto or roasted and like, 
finding, you know, reasons to, or letting, yeah, letting the sales guide you instead mm-hmm. of being like, what should I make? Because there's infinite possibilities. Right. Yeah, that's what I've been doing with cheeses, actually. I've been trying to discover new cheeses. Mm. So whenever I see one on sale, it's like, oh, here's a cheese I haven't tried before. Let's get it. Ooh. I'm pretty sure there's just one and he's the son of God. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's been like the biggest cheese discovery for you recently? Because you said yeah. that and I immediately went, ooh, Gabe's going to have some good cheese recos. Yeah. Uh, I will have to... Uh, post edit this because <gasps> they're really good cheeses but their names are all in french so i either Damn. butcher them or i butcher them Ooh, butcher them butcher them see uh, if we can guess there's one that's called uh i can't remember try it try it try i, no, I legitimately cannot like, remember the name know, i know so many cheeses there's, it's white and round. Ooh, describe it. There's a label. I just remember the label. There's two. It's like a painting of two guys, like farmers. They're wearing white shirts and they're like uh, farming. So I think the name of the cheese has something to do with like either like two brothers. No, no, you're watching porn. That's yeah, that. Cheese kib. Yeah, I think you're talking you're mixing about mixing up cheese with porn again. <laughs> <laughs> Common mistake. Yeah, it happens yeah. to the best of us. I think you're referring to Le Frères Euro. You mean the Frères Euro? Ooh. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> naughty brothers. <laughs> oh dear. Anyhow, uh, I just wanted to say on the food thing, the way I like to sort of challenge myself to make things that mm-hmm. I normally wouldn't make is back in the time that I went to school, I would tell myself that every time I finish exams or submit my thesis, I would bake something that I haven't done before. Mm. Huh. So when I handed in my master's, I told myself, I'm going to go and make croissants. Ooh. How'd that go? So Poorly. I was putting it off. <laughs> Not at all, in fact. Whoa! Croissants are hard. Gabe is yeah. a very skilled kitchen Yeah, spin. I feel like you'd be wow. very like specific, which would make it go well, where I'm just like... That, I don't want to dirty my cup measurement, so I'll just guess that's enough flour. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. Croissants, when it comes to making croissants, is at the level where you can't just like throw ingredients together like you're making pancakes. Yeah. Um, so one morning after <laughs> yeah, putting Kate. it Yeah, you can't make <laughs> croissants with a pancake I'm recipe. totally fine with that. Can't eat croissants anyway. Oh. You can, oh. That's really sad. Thank you for this moment of silence for my intestines. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like one day I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this this today. I haven't looked at a recipe yet on how to make croissants, but I went to the store. I bought all the ingredients. So let me tell you, it takes all day. You just got to, because once you make the dough, you just got to keep folding it over and over, putting it in the fridge, taking it out and folding it. Mm. Oh, it's one of those like... For like 10 hours or something. It's insane. Yeah, but... If done successfully, um, all the folding is what turns the dough into the flaky, layered, yeah. delicious triangle shape. Well, the croissant shape, <sighs> croissant, that one side of the oven is just pure buttery goodness. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I got it. Thanks, guys. Did you just climax? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the French side of me is like, is, He's mixing is up really turned porn on right again. <laughs> Uh, I, that's, oh that's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been finding like so in a similar vein. Like I I think that there's no food that like if I'm craving it I won't try to cook. Like I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like okay you know what I want to like experiment with stuff I want to learn new recipes. But there is one thing 
that I don't ever cook and that's fish and seafood. And the mm. main, the main reason is that like Teffer doesn't like, like fish or seafood. Okay. So yeah. like if I'm making food for like us, I'm not going to make that. Right. So like, yeah. you know, especially since it's very fragrant. Yeah. Well, that's it. Right. It's, it's one of those things where if, if someone in the house doesn't like the smell of fish, you don't make fish. And like, so, so I will only eat fish and seafood if I go out. So in that sense, I guess that's the one thing where I'm like, I like to eat this, but I am not going to prepare it myself. But it's not because I'm too lazy. It's just like a, you know, it's a consideration thing. Yeah. Yeah. The things that I'm too lazy to prepare are baked goods. Mm. I'll be damned if I if I go to the trouble <laughs> of figuring out how to bake things because I just, I can't do it. It's so, yeah, I guess it's kind of a good thing too because that's the, that's, those are the worst things for you. You know, I cannot like cooking uh vegetables or meat or whatever it's still like whole food mm-hmm. but if you're just like mm-hmm. sugar and flour like it's yeah, literally having that around plus together. if you're only like not many people in the house then you gotta eat it all in one night am i right just me what? so i ate like most of a pan of brownies last night and i, I think that's just UK. really good about it <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i have a pretty like i i like to think of myself as a person with a healthy relationship with food in that most of the time <laughs> well no like in in that i i really don't believe in policing the things that go into my body mm-hmm. like i, I I, i'm very like you know i have some issues with dairy so i try not to do too much dairy because i'll have the poops but like that's not policing though that's just taking care of yourself well no. and especially because yeah. then like you know i could be more rigid about it right in order yeah. to have a better like stomach situation but frankly for me my relationship with food is so based around like I want to eat food that will make me happy. And so like if, you know, if eating like half of a very large lasagna in one sitting is going to make me happy and like that's the, that's what I need Mm -hmm. to do to take care of myself that day, I don't care if I'm going to have a horrible bathroom experience six hours later. Like I just have to do it. That's when like, you know, it's, it comes into being self care and you're balancing like, okay, like sometimes I'll, I'll take a bite of something that I know is going to, yeah, make me not feel the best or like, yeah, treat yourself in that moment if it'll be worth it or or like you said policing instead of being like oh i shouldn't eat this because then that just like it stays on your head and i'd rather just like Mm. have a comfortable because you know it's just the opposite instead of thinking of it too much or not thinking of it at all like just being like hey it's gonna be comfortable with food and like Mm. usually you're listen to your body what you crave because you usually crave Something. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, good things for you. You'd rather suffer the aftermath of eating a whole lasagna than live in the regret of not eating it at all. Right, exactly. That it's, regret will kill you. Yeah. Well, that's it. And, and that's why, like, my thing with, like, not making desserts myself is really just a competence thing where, like, I'm not good at baking, but I will happily eat, like, way too much of it, right? Like, it's it's not an issue of, like, oh, you know, it's bad for me. Like, I would rather eat, you know, a plate of brownies than, like, yeah. a small salad, but I can easily make a small salad, yeah. so I'm going to make a small salad. Also, yeah. I just want it is very hard to eat a lot of sweets. You hit a wall. Yeah. Sometimes. You hit a sugar wall. <laughs> really? I find them addictive because of yeah, that sugar. I don't know. Maybe it's just that I feel like getting older now, mm. I just like understand my grandmas mm. where I'm just like, oh, I like looking at a brownie I'm like oh that's good but it's too sweet like you can tell just by looking at it I'm like oh my stomach mm. it'll burn right through it I'm starting to have that with stop anything stop looking at me based. Simon <laughs> <laughs> you're talking and I'm paying attention and I want to be polite and and, and... he's listening actively fine yeah. he's, <laughs> he's weird he's listening weirdly <laughs> not actively but I do know what you mean though like I, I think that at some point 
like none of us are teenagers anymore. We're all in our mid twenties. Like at some point, I had to think about that for a second, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I've not been a teenager for six years now. We're the same age. Yes. <laughs> at, at some point, your body stops being able to like just take whatever yeah. the fuck you throw at it. Oh and like, God. I definitely used to be able to eat like a pizza a day. Mm. And now if I eat a whole pizza, no, not true. I can eat, I can eat like a whole thin crust pizza and i have mm. no problem mm. but if i have a thick crust pizza 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 <laughs> my god what is it with words today if yeah. i have a thick crust pizza i die i feel like oh. i'm dying if i eat the whole thing literally dying yeah and i used to eat brutal. chips for breakfast i had a song about it where i'd be like chips for breakfast chips for breakfast and like then i just remember <laughs> when i turned 20 and i ate doritos for breakfast uh and i was like an hour later i just was like why do i feel like shit right now right and then, like, it took me so long to realize, oh, because you just ate junk. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Now it's junk. You, you're too old. You ate garbage calories yeah. for breakfast. So much of food is about nostalgia, too, yeah, though, well, right? Like, you know, it's those yeah. certain things that we crave mm-hmm. and make. Like, when I went home to visit uh, family, my grandma has a scone recipe. That That's, like, her famous scone recipe. Um, she gave it to me a couple of years ago, and then she lost it. She went and she moved and she lost her recipe. So now she's been trying to refine her scone recipe. I know it's somewhere in a million boxes in my house, so I can't right, find it for right. her. But like, so every time I go over, I mean, we try, could. it would, yeah, it would take me like two weeks to find it. Yeah, fair enough. And I don't have that uh Luxury. Yeah. But it's your grandma. I know. You but it's instead what we do, I go whenever I go over, she has like a new recipe that we try. Yeah. She's like, Oh, i I think I modified it. Except the last time I went over, um, she was using the bottom recipe. So then we get out all the ingredients and we're ready to go. And so we're both doing things. We're kind of crossing the kitchen back and yeah. forth. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I look over and I see her and now she's a recipe above following. And I just went, Oh, oh no. Oh, Makes grandma, sense. are we making two different recipes at the same time in one bowl? Is <laughs> <laughs> this for the scones? Like, are you both simultaneously trying out different scone recipes? Yes, yes. Oh, it no. wasn't like Shepherd's Pie and Tiramisu, like the <laughs> Friends episode. But it was, it was like a, super Not at the fixable. same time, but that's a good mix. I would be down to have shepherd's pie and then tiramisu. Ooh. That's a good dinner, yeah. yeah. Pour yeah. some amaretto over the shepherd's pie. I stop. <laughs> <laughs> stop because it sounds great or stop because yeah. it sounds no, bad? No, it sounds good. <laughs> it I'm, sounds kind of nice, yeah. <laughs> just like a slight like almond flavor to the mashed potatoes. <sighs> Ooh, daddy. Just every ingredient in tiramisu sounds tasty. You know, I had a really nice tiramisu the other night. There's this pizza place up on Monklin that we'd been avoiding for months because I just assumed it was expensive. But you mm. can get like an individual sized pizza for like ten bucks, and like that's, that's great. great. Yeah, is that pizzeria number nine hundred? It is. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. That's and where I had the mozzarella di bufala. Yeah, that's what it's called right buffalo mozzarella. They, they have that there, but they they have these tiramisus that, that are like it's mozzarella di bufala. Di bufala. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I love the fact that it sounds so much nicer when Simon and you say it, Kate. But to I me, I work in an Italian restaurant i gotta pick up that flair (laughs) but yeah so this place had um there was like some kind of orange flavor to their tiramisu that i think was like uh, possibly like a liqueur yes that will ruin it for me oh yeah i do not like orange and citrus flavored desserts okay do you like orange chocolate nope Mm. do you like the color orange uh i'm indifferent to it i like it when it's on trees (laughs) like i like it when it's in the sky how do you feel about pumpkins yeah Carrots. Uh, like aggressively apathetic about pumpkins. Really? What about and... jack-o'-lanterns? Oh, I like them. Okay. Not like pumpkin eating pumpkin things. 
you know, okay. pump, pumpkin eating pumpkin things. That's yeah. that's how people say that. Cannibal pumpkins. And about carrots. Mm-hmm. I love carrots. Okay, great. I'm well, glad that's sorted. Yeah. So anyway, Thomas, we hope that answers <laughs> your question. The uh, the food we love but are too lazy to eat or prepare is pumpkins. Yes. <laughs> it's time to grow pumpkins in this economy. <gasps> okay, one last thing. Go Two weeks it. ago, I uh, made fish and chips, but like full nice. out, gluten-free, but like Dope. dipped the fish and chips and made mushy peas with it. Which are so much easier than you'd think to make. Oh, I thought I was like, oh no, it's but it's just a straightforward recipe. Okay, well, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> you take the peas, you mush them. No, no cream. You have to put it's peas and cream and salt and pepper. And it's like mashed potatoes. You don't just take potatoes and mash them. You got There's right. a whole thing to it. Okay, Ew. wait, wait. It's the same thing as mashed potatoes and the same thing as scrambled eggs, which is the whole recipe is in the title, but you just add milk. Yeah, add cream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else? What else is like that, guys? <laughs> Coffee. I guess, to some extent. Anyway, <laughs> strong, strong disagree with that one, but we're not getting into that. On September 19th, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to drop out of college and launch his own podcast network. That baby is me, Tom Zalatni, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. Tune in to They're Calling Again, right here on the Upford Network. Eat healthy. Exercise regularly. Take cold showers. Avoid sugar. Practice yoga. Drink more water. Meditate. Practice mindfulness. Wear barefoot shoes. Avoid fat. Eat more fat. Go Try vegan. paleo. Do CrossFit. Drink bone broth. Try black P90X. Try a 30 squats a day. Eat more day squats. Keto strong. Eat good cat. Mind flares. Get more protein. Avoid the dirty dozen. Try a bar candy. Drink green juice. Take an iron. Wear natural fiber. Use a stand. Staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes... All it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? Guys, now it's time to jump into the turtle's butt. Yeah, mm. exciting. We've got a lovely Eerp. stuffed turtle here. Who, <laughs> different sound effect every week, and I'm never ready for it. <laughs> oh dear. We have a lovely stuffed turtle here who doubles as a cup holder, and we have filled his butt with questions from our audience. There's a bunch of questions in here from Indiegogo donors, there's some from past guests of the show, and also from our one dollar patrons. If you want to submit a question for the turtle's butt, it's not. It's in his butt. Give it's us a dollar. It's a cup holder. You admit it's a cup holder. <laughs> Kate, do you want to pull the first I question do. from the turtle's butt? It, uh, it's a very warm question. It's a butt, right? Tell us who that butt question's from. I, mean, I don't know why I feel like I can't argue. It's because I know we've already <laughs> argued about this. Uh, past guest, Joe Conto. Oh, Joe. Oh. I always Conto. ask fun. <laughs> it's 
the joke that'll never die. I always ask funny people when they knew when they knew they were funny. So I think it would be interesting to find out when you knew you were good at the thing. Did he speak this? And you yeah. didn't like, <laughs> did he actually write it this out? It was a series of, of Facebook messenger oh, messages. Okay, all right. So uh, that's why it's like this. Yeah. Starting over. <laughs> I always ask funny people when they knew they were funny. So I think it would be interesting to find out when you knew you were good at the thing you're good at. Like the exact Mm. moment, not just when I was little, like when I was a little kid, but holy shit, I'm good at this. Thanks for stream of consciousness, Joe Conto. (laughs) Thank you, Joe. Conto. (laughs) Thanks for Joe James Joyce Conto. Uh, What? James Joyce is an Irish writer, very uh, well known for writing stream of consciousness, guys. Oh, yeah. Did he, did he also write The, the Count of uh, Monte Conto? Oh, God. Oh, God kill me. <laughs> so, so now you know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> when was the moment you knew you were good at the thing you're good at? What is the thing I'm good at? Aren't you an actor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good at that? I think so. So, when was, yeah, when was the moment when you were acting and you were like, this is it? Um, you said one to be. Oh my god, I'm fucking great! Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's like it's a process, you know. Mm. I I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but there's these like these different steps that of like becoming proficient at something, and it's, and basically like what it is is that you whenever you're good at something, you always find like the goalpost always moves, so you always find the next thing to mm. be good at, and and even though you've just reached your goal. There's always another one afterward, and you mm. go, okay, no, I'm now. This is the thing to reach. Now this is the the, the thing to reach. And I think like the first time I was in a in a long form play, uh, I I was given like a like a a role that had a lot of impressive opportunities, mm. and I and I I like did as well as I could, and that was very good. And a lot of people told me that was a big boost of confidence for me mm. in that point in my life. But then like as I kept going, I like just kind of plateaued in those abilities. And then I, I met somebody else who helped me m- move forward. And then I saw, right. Oh, these are the, are the kinds of things that I could do. And then same with starting at Concordia. I was like, I have no technique. And then I was gaining technique as I was working on it. So, right. So I guess that first place sort of, but it's, it's, it's like you said, like you're yeah. not there. It's, there's no moment where you're like, I'm perfect at this, no. but there, there is a moment where you're like, Oh, this is something I should pursue. Yeah, exactly. Like I have an aptitude. Yeah. Right. I like this. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's what that first play was is that it was me going, oh, I have a, yeah, I, I have an, an innate desire to want to be good at this, which mm. makes me work on it, which makes me be good at it. Right. And and it makes me feel fulfilled. And so I want to keep going at it. And then mm. like, yeah, I guess just every time I keep working at it, I develop a new goalpost. And then I, when I work toward that, I achieve it. And then I remember, I it's like I'm reminded that I'm good at it. And right. that's kind of what my last year at Concordia was, was, like meets sort of solidifying my style and my technique mm-hmm. and then um, working on that and, and, and using it. And it right. was really like, uh, yeah, fulfilling and really encouraging to be like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So I like, I would say that those are the two, the two big moments for me it was when I did my first play and my last year at Concordia. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, what was your first play? Uh, it was an adaptation of short stories by Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was very cool. I played Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> yeah, so I was, it was like it was sort of like his narrative was like strung through all of the all of the plays. Were you friends with the person who played the Raven? Uh, the Raven did not show up. What? Because, 
The Raven is a poem and not a short oh, story. I thought you meant the actor who <laughs> was supposed to play the Raven did not. Show. No, the 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 char- like the character of the Raven was not present in the mm. in the story, but there were a lot of like other there were like moments of his life and 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 sort of him in the process of writing the stories as they're happening. Mm. Um, yeah, and sort of like manifestations of his like torments and, his, and yeah, it was like it was a very like dark and very intense role, which like which is why I'm saying that there's a, there's this opportunity to be very impressive. But I don't know that I was necessarily good at it then. But like, as far as a fifteen-year-old who's never been in a play before could be, I was good. Right. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think the moment that I knew like podcasting was going to be my thing was like I had been doing YouTube for such a long time, and we started doing this kind of just on a lark, right? Like, yeah. honestly, part of why lark. we started I've this never show. Heard that expression before. Yeah, it's it's a thing people say. On a lark. Um, huh. So so we were like. <clears throat> It was partly that, like, we thought this would be fun, and it was partly that uh, our former co-host, Tim, was looking for a way that he could put out content on a weekly basis with pretty minimal, like, post-production work, right? And so I was like, I can produce a podcast for us. Like, that would be super fun. And within, like, the first couple months, I was like, oh, I am better at this than I am at YouTube. And this is more fun for me and it's more rewarding. And like, uh, yeah, honestly, like, I think it was within the first couple months of this that I knew that it was something I actually wanted to, like, pursue but it wasn't until it wasn't until we started actually like bringing in money on patreon that i was like oh this is something that like i could actually make Mm -hmm. like time for you know Mm -hmm. like i could turn this into a real thing and not just a hobby Mm -hmm. yeah cool how about you Uh, i think for me well i'm good at so many things it's hard to (laughs) think of just one um i mean when you bake those croissants that's a good Mm. croissant croissant yeah actually um maybe i'll talk about baking since it's in my mind uh okay baking um i think one of the things that kind of led to i suppose my passion for just like cooking and baking um would be when i was a kid uh i don't know i just bake a lot like when the babysitter was over um we'd bake but i have a very significant memory of uh my dad who he had gone to culinary school and one day, uh, while I was young, we were in the kitchen, and he was showing me how to make chocolate cake. And I remember very specifically, he was showing me how you were supposed to mix the batter in like a figure eight. And I was like mesmerized by it. I remember like cause my dad, you know, like I knew that, you know, he was like a a big adult who's an engineer. But there he was, you know, showing me how to work the batter. And I felt like that was something that... I enjoyed doing like there's a sort of craft to it, which mm. I don't know. I was like like crafting stuff like in high school. Metals was my favorite class, so there was a sort of like craft to it. But greatness too, like when making pizza though, you know, you get your hands dirty, and I felt like I really enjoyed just that sort of like physicality of baking and cooking. And um, my dad said my mom said the cake was really good, so that kind of encouraged <laughs> me to keep baking. <laughs> Shout out to moms. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Oh yeah, moms. Well, parents and generally family can be like the most can be really positive reinforcement yeah. at an early age. Yeah, absolutely. No, having having parents who like recognize that you have a gift for something, or even just like like affirm that you did a good job at a thing, right? Yeah. Like they don't even have to be like, "Wow, you are the best baker, Gabriel." We're gonna put you in culinary school next year. <laughs> even just saying like, "Hey, you made a good cake. Good job," is like such a fucking like mm. uplifting thing right yeah 
But yeah, that's the thing. Like, you shouldn't be look at your kids and be like, oh, this, my kid, like, he's uh, playing soccer ball really good. I'm going to live my dreams of being a star soccer player through my kid and right. try to get them to, like, uh, the UFA or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's its own version of problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. You can't project stuff on your kids, no. but you should always, like, affirm them Encourage when they've done it, something yeah. good. Yeah. How about you? When did you realize you were good at things? Um, yeah, I was trying to think of it. It's for some reason like uh, this video that I saw when I was like three years old. My mom was filming and I'm like singing to this mic, like lip syncing to the camera. And you can hear the door. It's off like screen. But then I turn to the door and I just like go into a lunge and start like throw. I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) And I remember seeing that and being like, oh, like I was already a show being like, watch me let me entertain you for you like let me do this for you um but and uh then in grade eight it was in an operetta and yeah i was kind of opposite my parents and family like weren't the most uh hey you're good great job uh because they grew up in kind of like farm mindset so my mom right. was always like here's how you can do better so yeah. it was i was always yeah. craving that approval and uh, when I, I played Dodgers, so I had like a song or two by myself. And my brother afterwards went up to someone else and was, uh, so someone mentioned how I sang well. And he was like, well, wasn't it a tape recording? They were like, no, that was her. And he was like, oh, well. damn, that was really good. <laughs> but then that other person had to tell me the compliment. Like then right. my brother would never say that to me. Yeah. So, and then like, and that I remember just feeling so good about that. And mm. then in high school, I was the lead in a couple of shows and, having people and friends being like, you need to go into acting. Like you, this is, you're really good at it. That was inspiring. Um, and like, yeah, affirming in that way. And so all those things kind of come together to, to do what I yeah. do now, which is, I guess all, all kinds of performance and creation. Nice. Yeah. yeah. There's, there is something really like affirming about someone like seeing something that you're doing and then being like, wait, that was, that was just you yeah but also i think it almost meant more i have trouble i have like a mistrust about words right Mm -hmm. so when somebody says it to someone else i know that's honest but if they say to me people like great job i'm like Mm. trying to read their i overread their face i'm like did you really like it what do you really think (laughs) you're just saying that to be nice right um so it's nice when like actions affirm that like the first time i did stand up uh so all the comedians who performed with me that night like came took me aside after the show Mm. and was like that was really great. I can't believe this is your first time. And then someone, another guy booked me on another show right, right. away and I got paid for that. And I was just Whoa. like, this isn't what, this is when, what <laughs> any stand-up say stand-up is like. It's supposed right. to be terrible, which kind of freaked me out. I was like, why didn't I bomb? Like everyone said, <laughs> yeah. uh, but that was like, uh, yeah, it's always it so coming when, oh, it's happened <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I did a five hey. minute set about salad, <laughs> just oh. salad. And then I told a friend, I was like, oh, it went so badly. It was also a terrible room. But, um, and then my friend was like, well, what did you talk about? And I was like, salad talked about it. My love of mayonnaise for a whole minute of it. And then four <laughs> minutes of salad. And he, and he was like, well, that's why. <laughs> I don't know. I think it. I think it has potential. 
Yeah, I, I think so. I think if it's something you're interested in, then of course it, like, yeah. it has potential. You it's know? tough, though, when you're going to meet in Potato's room and you're bringing all your best salad That's material. True. It's <laughs> too bad. Salad gets so underrepresented. It gets treated yeah. as a side dish in every restaurant. It was more just that it was like a room of other comedians, uh, of male yeah. white comedians who oh. like don't want to laugh at this weird... They're all telling jokes about uh, sex and blowjobs. And right. then I come in and I'm like... I'm going to talk about salads. My grandma makes marshmallow salad. Is that a real salad? Let's talk about that. Next guy gets and they're up. All he's like, like, the only salad I like is a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he gets all the laughs. And I'm just like, yeah. can we not? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's a pretty good joke. <laughs> I think that if that was what the, uh, I'm sorry, that's not the true. host I, of the show said. I would have rather seen your, seen your bit about salad. For real, though, your bit about salad sounds much better than Thank you. Yeah, I agree. A, sorry. The, the one person on before me, it was so hard because like, you know, he he was clearly very talented at uh, like giving jokes, like telling mm. jokes, like setting them up and delivering them. That's what I want to say. Um, mm. But and he had some good stuff, and you know, and then he went on this like kind. He was like, "All right, guys, I just need to say this: like, women are great. And we need to support them, and we need to." And I'm li- they're listening, being like. I like what you're saying, but for some reason, I don't like where it's I going. I don't like where it's like mm-hmm. you're you're using it for you. Yeah. You're like putting on this like ally jacket, yeah. and, and then sure enough, <laughs> at the end, he was like, "They cut off air to their brain to give you a blowjob, so respect them." And I was like, "That should not equal the second. Nope. The second should just be on its own all the time." Yeah. And then went on about blowjobs, and that's when I was like. You're, I hate, yeah, you're, it was such a unique case of like you're using this big social, uh, like problem right now that needs to be discussed and needs to be discussed in the proper ways. Right. And you're like taking it and kind of throwing it away for your own, like, petty joke about blowjobs. Yeah. Which is super heteronormative because lots of dudes yes. give blowjobs too. And also, there, I mean, there's so many problems with it. Well, yeah. Like, that's yeah. one of many. And it was hard that then, like, when that gets the biggest laugh in the room, you're just like, well, you're not going to like my stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but also, I think I had then some resentment to the room. I was like, mm. if that's what you're applauding, then I can't. And I want to talk about that, but I've already written about mayo, so <laughs> I got to still. Kate, I, I, I would have supported you and I would have laughed at you because you. I, bet your, you. yeah, I bet your site would have been the, the better one. Yeah. I appreciate the discussion on salads overall. It doesn't get talked about enough. I, I agree. Yeah. People always tell me, you know that question where it's like, what if you had to choose one thing to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I'm always like, salad. And they're like, that's cheating. No, well, f- 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 no, it's not. No, yeah. It's not cheating to have an answer that like has Co- options. Exactly. Yeah. But smart. I guess that, maybe that's like saying sandwiches. Mm. Do you have to choose mm. a specific sandwich? Yeah, because then, like, then that that opens up a whole can of worms, right? Like, is a burger a sandwich? Yes. Is oh, no. a, oh, is no. a quesadilla a sandwich? Like, oh, do no. I have to pick my salad? exact no. ingredients on this salad? Do is... I have to say blue cheese, walnuts, pear? Like, fuck yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> That's That's salmon's vinaigrette. I'm really good at keep sandwich. going. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Simon's just so ready to food come again. Oh. <laughs> there it is. One more. One more. Yeah, that seems like a good place for us. To <laughs> so, Joe, I don't know if you expected us to end up getting to food come. I'm sure you did. You know us well enough. <laughs> At least not surprised that we ended up there. You heard the food come, us not get ready for food come. Ooh, yucky. Yeah. <laughs> the way you say, ooh, yucky. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh man if you guys like this episode consider supporting us on patreon gabe does it he doesn't have regrets no regrets no regrets if you like having no regrets to be like gabe yeah give it to you, us if you like having regrets well a good way to have things to regret is to not support us on patreon because i will find you yeah and, and to not eat half a lasagna that's how you're gonna have regrets but <laughs> if you think you would regret donating to us on patreon and you want to have regrets by all means yeah. donate to us on patreon that's right true. yeah if you're the kind Pretty of person logic, who like doesn't like jokes about cum or like doesn't like people swearing for instance consider supporting us on patreon <laughs> oh dear we'll listen to you yeah well no, yeah We'll, we'll, we'll listen Within to you. Reason. We'll yeah. take we'll take your your feedback into account, and Don't then worry, we this will is all decide. Be cut anyway, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's why kids I'm like, aware. Kids like back here. She's I'm like, aware. He's gonna cut this whole section. Yeah, yeah. So we can say anything we want. Not anymore. We're back. Shatter. Blubber. Gross. Support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a friend who uh, likes salad. Yeah. Share this friend with your most salad friendly friend. <laughs> Share this friend with your most salad friendly friend. <laughs> I fucked up everything today. I'm not in a good space, guys. Oh, share this with great, a, share this you. with a friend who likes uh, cooking. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Do that. Yeah, and send us your best recipes. Post them in the yeah. comments, or actually, when you go leave a rating and review, just put a rec- just copy paste a recipe into your iTunes mm. review. We'll know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, you can Make follow the show. Star. What? Make it a five star. A five star yeah. recipe. Five star yeah. recipe. That's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Just for just for the fans. <laughs> All you out there listening. We're so close, you. Tom. We're so close. I'm Keep going. Scream. <laughs> you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. At Kate the Hammer. I'm at No the Other Simon. I'm at Gabe Nitsky. Uh, does anyone have anything to plug? Yes, I do. And I think Kate does too, because she looked eagerly at the microphone. Uh, okay, so two plugs. Plug with one finger. Uh, my first plug is I hope that gets cut. Uh, <laughs> No, it's not gonna. No, it's not gonna get cut because Tom. Absolutely I said not. that. Anyhow, uh, yeah. So I have a fun uh, improv show uh, coming up uh, October sixth. Uh, that's Saturday. It's called the Time Warp. It's a time traveling improv show that is in fact hosted by Tom Salatni. Ooh. And with an opening set consisting of. Uh, Dynamic duo Turtle Turtle of Kate Hammer and Kate Bradley back to back dynamic. Whoa, shit! That's a very that's a very up for discussion show. Yeah. Cool, fun. That's right. And speaking of uh, shows, the <laughs> yes October eleventh yeah. is uh, Thursday, the second Thursday of every month, which is when you can catch the season premiere of Learn Real Good <laughs> coming to you at Montreal Improv Theater A at eight p.m. on Thursday, October eleventh. Sweet. October 13th is the next infamous show in uh, Le Petit Impro, the newly named Le Petit Impro, no longer Theater B. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sweet. Come out to that. Uh, nothing. Nothing. And hey. I also have nothing because all my things were things Gabe already plugged. Yeah. Also, I mean, like I said last time, if you want to come to the Montreal English Theater Awards, come to them. Yeah. October 14th, Monument National. You'll see a bunch of cool theater people receiving awards. This Friday, I'm going to go to the Phi Center. So if anyone wants to come with me, that actually um, sounds dope. What time are you going? In the morning. I, the Phi Center. Yeah. Phi Center is so cool. Mm-hmm. You guys, you it has a new. Yeah. Okay. Great. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you we'll guys want to, if you guys want to join me in buying some groceries, I'm probably going to do that on Wednesday. <laughs> Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by me, you. Tom Zalatni, for the Ooh. Upford Network. You can find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com, including the recently launched The Last Stretch, which is a uh, sports podcast that's a little bit more focused on like interviewing people who help athletes become good at being athletes so if you're interested in learning about like strength and conditioning training and probably some other stuff go check that out nice yeah wonderful cool Cool. gabe thanks again this was fun oh thank you for having me it was great thanks everyone bye-bye bye-bye hot take great (laughs) bye buddy hope you find your dad (laughs) wait what Benson Joe, 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 Ben